10 p.m. till midnight. A team as no one under the age of 18 or of a sensitive nature should be tuned in right now as we talk closet conversations with coach Matawe Matapula. She is not only a coach, a life coach, but she's also a seasoned journalist and an inspirational speaker as well as an entrepreneur. So it's a woman who knows her business. We are talking sexual expectations in a relationship. Have you ever found yourself in a position where you are not really sure if we are on the same page, guy and I or girl and I are we going for the same thing sexually do do we are we enticed by the same things well that's what we're going to be talking about coach Matawe thank you very much for joining us good evening Patricia and to the A-teamers I mean it's really a hot topic and I have got to say I'm dressed accordingly for it in Ladios for sexy night away. Hey, yay, 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 yay. Okay, so A team Matawa has just taken to another level. She's dressed appropriately. And you know. may, may I ask, is there a better half close to you? Uh, no, unfortunately. But I, I'm dressed for myself. Exactly. Like, like I so said, I was about to say why. I was about to say, why unfortunately? You should be saying, it, it's for me. My sexual expectations for me, you know? You know. So, ATMS, this is the number that you can call in on. And remember, on Closet Conversations, you can be anonymous, 011-714-2006, or you can SMS 41391. WhatsApps go to 0614-104-107. If you're an ATMA and you've been in a relationship for a long time, marriage or lifetime partnership or, you know, customary marriage, whatever it is, and you're finding yourself that, you know, you're in a position where the sexual expectations are no longer the same, call in and perhaps Coach Matawe might be able to assist you, you and your partner, to get to a place where you level up sexually. Maybe, maybe your partner, you know, they're just tired of of having sex often and you are the one who's always begging, Baba, Vuga, Baba, Vuga, and you're on that, you know, Baba is just tired. So, and you might need help. This is the time for you to call Coach Matawe. So, what causes a relationship to be sexless? I mean, it's it's a multiple things, uh, Patricia. And uh, before I can even go into answering your question, I would like to say to the A-teamers, when it comes to their sex lives, they are experts. Uh, like I said, it's a multiple things. It might just be that uh there is some unresolved conflict or one is dealing with an illness or somebody is experiencing some body changes uh or they're feeling constantly worried or high levels of stress i mean in the days that we live in it's uh with a lot of pressure there is work uh, some it's kids uh, when you get to the house or when you are the housewife or the house father, there are house chosen, all of those things. By the end of the day, you are just highly tired and highly stressed. As a result, you want nothing to do with uh, that part of uh, the, the, the relationship life with it, is having sex with your partner. And I've got to say, if you've reached that stage where you're feeling that way, it's a bit of an alarm bell that should be listened to. But if you've reached that stage, is it fair for your partner when you're at that stage and you don't communicate the stage that you're at? Because your partner might not be there. Your partner might be in their dirty 30s and all they want to do is ride, ride, ride. 
No, it's not fair not co- not to communicate it. Yeah. And I mean, you you are actually leaving it to to the next person to to read between the lines. And unfortunately, in in a relationship or in any other setting, don't expect the next person to read your mind. They are not mind readers. Communicate. Say what the issue is, or if. You are fortunate enough, your partner notices some of these patterns. They can easily put on the table to say, I've noticed lately, or if it's been months, I've noticed the past few months, this has been a pattern. Can we talk about it? What is going on? And uh, when you put it on the table to discuss it, to talk about it, you will find exactly what the problem is. And when you've done so, it's a good starting point. To, to actually start your discussion and finding a middle ground in restoring your sexual life. So it is very important to communicate. Uh, so let's, let's take it to the beginning. At what stage of a relationship should a couple be communicating about their sexual expectations? You know, one of the best things to do when you go into a relationship, when you still, uh, you know, uh, playing around and putting uh, some of the things that you are expecting in a relationship because we do uh, speak about what we expect to get out of a relationship, just not sexual expectations. Therefore, at the beginning of the whole relationship, do speak about your sexual expectations because what turns me on might not be what turns you on. You know, and when you know exactly what turns me on, and if talking dirty turns me even, you know, turns me on, and all those type of things, I need to put it on the table. You might find that you think talking dirty might turn me on, Gandhi is gonna turn me off, and as a result, I'm like, mm mm. No, really, don't don't call me that during the date. So it's actually very important that we we, we talk about what we want from sex. You know. Yeah, yeah, you know, Coach, but then what happens? We've talked in the beginning, and uh, five years later, my taste has changed. My requirements have changed. Shouldn't we be talking constantly about this as we meander? It's expected. I mean, uh, uh, sex life, such such as relationships, they evolve, right? Just because we spoke when we started out uh, five years ago or three years ago, my needs might have changed. And how I see things might have changed and even the way I want to be pleased sexually might have uh, changed or grown to another level. Therefore, it's important. What pleased me yesterday might not please me today. Therefore, it's important for me to communicate with my partner that, oh, hey, listen, I don't like uh, that other way of doing things. Can you please do it this way now, you know? Or as you are busy doing the, as you are boning, doing the deed, you can just direct your partner on what to do in order for you to be satisfied. Eight teamers, Coach Matawa is here. We are getting saucy, thick in it. We are talking about uh, sexual expectations in a relationship. And uh, I'd like to hear from you as an eight teamer. Are your expectations being met? But are you communicating them as well? Call in 011-714-2006 or WhatsApp 0614-104-107. SMSs go to 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. In case you are joining us right now and you missed the first 
part of this uh, interview. It's Closet Conversations with uh, Coach Matawe as our coach talking sexual expectations. Remember, no one under the age of 18 should be tuned in. You can WhatsApp on 0614-104-107. Tell us if your sexual expectations are being met in your relationship. On the line, I've got Anonymous. Atima Anonymous, good evening. Hello. Um, I would like to speak about um, the situation you are talking about. I'm 28 and I would like to find out something. Um, I have injection three months. But Is this a, a contraceptive injection? Sorry? Is this a contraceptive injection? Yes. Okay. And I've been on this contraceptive since 16 and I'm 28. But my failure started last year between me and the husband. Okay, actually boyfriend, because we're together for 11 years. And now we have a child, and it's always a disturbance that puts me off. That's a thing I would like to know about. Is oh. it me, or is it... Explain the disturbance, Anonymous. When you say there's always a disturbance that puts you off, what is it? Anything, when it comes to the point where we want to, but then it's always just... This you don't want to have sex anymore. Is that what you're saying? I'm trying uh, to understand. <laughs> yes, I do. I you do. do but, but I don't get the feeling for it. Hey, boo. Okay, just stay on the line. Coach Matawe, Anonymous yeah. is in a real quagmire here. She wants to have sex. She really does. You can hear from her voice. But <laughs> Dololo, she doesn't feel anything when she's being touched. Uh, What's okay. happening here? Uh, it sounds like there is there is a serious issue there. Uh, she might want to have sex. My question to her would be, is she turned on uh, by her partner? Anonymous? Yes, I'm very turned on. It's like, you know, it's, it's just that part and that part. I couldn't hear her clearly. She says she is very turned on by her partner. So what 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 stops her from engaging in 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 the date if she she's very much uh, turned on? The child, the disturbance, the everything it just switches you off. Okay. Ah, okay, okay. So here the issue is there is a child, and perhaps the child will be crying here and there, and you are switched off because you now have to be taking of the ch- care of the child and putting him or her back to sleep. What could work is if you've got a support system or somebody who can look after your child when you and your partner are both available. Schedule an, a date for intimacy. Go away where you won't be disturbed by any other noise or uh, footsteps or a child crying, just you and him. The good thing is that you are still very much turned on by your partner. You just need to schedule that time for intimacy. If it means you must go away on a date, uh, book uh, a hotel or even ask uh, a room at a friend's house, that's provided you are not going to be disturbed or feel the, the need that, oh my gosh, I'm at my friend's place, I can't disturb them. But I would say to you, schedule time for intimacy with your partner away from the noise and uh, take it from there. Thank you. Thank you very much for calling in, Anonymous. Good luck. <laughs> Please get your mind right. Don't overburden yourself with motherly duties, okay? Let the motherly duties happen and and also let the nookie duties happen because it seems like you're young and you want to have good sex. Good luck. Yeah.
We've got another anonymous on the line. Anonymous, good evening. Hello. Hi. Hi, Pat. And the and your guest. Um, Hi. I, I have a question. Um, I'm I'm in a relationship. It's been two years for five months now, and and our sex life is good. But we, as we are getting closer to to getting married, married, so uh, we feel that isn't it? I was is this a question I want to ask? Is is staying together like uh, full time not uh, another reason for the sex life to die? No, I'm just asking. Okay, is that your question? Yes, it's my question because this is how we feel because we're not staying together. All right, so right now you're not staying together, so the uh-uh. sex is we just, on fire. We just visit uh, like for, uh, after three weeks yeah. or so. So the sex so is our on sex fire. Life is still on fire yeah. But you're scared that once you get into marriage and you're living together, together. Mm. the, the yeah. sex will just, okay. Let's, let's hear yeah. from Coach. Coach? Yes. Uh, it shouldn't necessarily die because now you are staying together. I mean, the flames should even be like bigger than they were when you were just visiting each other now and then. Because again, sex shouldn't be about uh, when you are kissing. It's then a green light to say we should have sex. I mean, you can do other interesting things in in that setup where you're now staying together, like the cuddling and uh, your four plays, and and find that particular thing that will keep the spark, uh, that fire burning. Don't let it die. I, I mean, it's, it, I don't think it will die down. It's again the decision that you both of you have got to make and still communicate your sexual expectation now that you are staying together in a relationship. You know, Coach Matawa, I think even for Anonymous's uh, question, it's it goes over and above sex being sex. It's also about sensuality and intimacy. And I think couples who are married need to understand that it's important to be intimate. And being yeah. intimate doesn't, like you say, equal sex. Being intimate and being sensual with each other is over and above just the sex. Because what happens if the one partner is ill? And the other partner wants to get it on. So if there's still intimacy, then you don't struggle with sex. So you continuously are in that mode as a couple. Here's another question from Vuyo in Bloemfontein who says, in fact, it's a comment and a question. says, I feel communicating your sexual needs leads to obligation and negotiated desire. What's going to happen when your partner can't meet those needs? Frustration. Your thoughts, Coach? I mean, our sexual expectations must also not be unrealistic. Uh, This is not movies. It's real life. If your expectations are unrealistic, unfortunately, they won't be met. But if they are realistic, they can be met. And I think the best thing to do is when you feel that your partner is not uh, meeting your, 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 your sexual expectations, speak to them. And while you do that, communication is quite key. How you're going to communicate is either going to break or make the relationship. Okay, So don't put a blame or shame them to say, yeah, you know, a, a simple thing. You can't even kiss me on my neck or, you know, a simple <laughs> thing as whatever. And, and, and now you don't turn me on and stuff like that. You failed and those things. Be, 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 uh, don't blame them. Don't shame them. 
but communicate in a respectful way to say, you know, uh, my love, uh, when you do this, uh, it makes me feel this way. I would like let's do it together if you do it this way your antenna on one chance you know if you've got to go all dirty and make your partner go all crazy to understand what you mean do that because at the end uh, sex uh, it has to be a two-way street you don't want it to be a one-way street okay it must be reciprocated uh, therefore, it's important to communicate. And when you communicate, make sure that you don't put a, a blame or you don't shame the partner, but you still uh, communicate your sexual expectations in a way that uh, it will land safely. And if after that conversation you still feel like mm, you're not getting it, uh, no, then maybe uh, you're not compatible. Perhaps uh, that it's not for you. You might as well just... Uh, uh, get out of the relationship because at the end you will be sexually starved. That's simple. If you're not sexually compatible, get out of the relationship. Yeah, it sounds a bit harsh. But on the other hand, so you'd find a couple um, with age disparities or maybe religious background or traditional background disparities. So the one, and I'm going to give you an example, and I hope my friend is not listening because we're having this conversation <laughs> earlier. Uh, and she was relating her story to me, thinking she'll find pearls of wisdom. And I was just like, I get <laughs> relax. But in any case, the one partner is, is, is older and is not into uh, some of the kink, you know, the oral sex and what have you, totally not into it. While the other partner is younger, more liberated and wants these things. And they have this conversation about, well, you know, can we can we explore oral sex? Can we explore bondage? Can we explore? And the older partner says, no. But now you love this person. You care for this person. This person loves you. How do you then get through that? Because if if you are exposed to such uh, sexual acts and your partner is not exposed to them and does not like them, does not believe in them, how do you get over it? I mean, that's quite a good question, Patricia. And uh, the thing is that you can't pressure your partner into doing things that won't turn them on. But again, a desire to work to, to work on it together, that's key. And in this instance, the other partner is not interested. They're not even willing uh, to, to try or to make an, an effort to understand the other person's love language. Uh, and obviously, these are two different people. So in these instances, uh, if, and this is a big if, if it's not a deal breaker for a partner, for the other party, not to have their partner go down on them and they can live without, then it's okay. If they agree that mm -mm, we're not going to be uh, doing all of those things, I don't want this, and uh, she or he agrees or they find a common ground, then it's okay. It, it won't kill anything or end the relationship. The problem comes when the other partner says, okay, you, you, you agree to disagree, but deep down you know that you know what, if you can just go down on me. It will make my life more easier. It will make me excited. You will be meeting my sexual needs. And they, are, they, they pretend like they're okay with it. At some point, there will be absence of sex. 
because their sexual expectations are not being met. And as a result, you will see the, the actions that somebody's frustrated, you know. There will be banging doors, uh, <laughs> arguments out of nowhere, uh, the dishes, feel sorry for the dishes as well, and they might even start rejecting the other partner's advances. And this is out of frustration that their sexual expectations are not met and they've pretended, they've pretended to be okay with the fact that, you know what, it's okay, I understand, I will, I'm okay with you not going down on me. If you're not, you are not, and make it known that, you know what, I, this is a deal breaker for me. Uh, Coach, let, let you and I get personal. Let's say now, by some sheer luck, we meet a partner mm. who wants to do sexual acts that, like, I'm asking you, and I'll answer for myself as well, right? We okay. meet this partner who, who ticks all the boxes, but there's this one thing that he wants and I don't want. I, I really will not try it. Mm. And there's no compromising because it's, I'm uncomfortable with that particular act. Mm. Will you leave the relationship or will you try and compromise? Because me, I'm that girl. I'm not going to compromise with my body or my sex. Well, it, it, it depends on, on what that particular need is. If I'm able to compromise and uh, it's within my values and I will feel good after, afterwards about myself, I mean, a relationship is about compromising in certain instances, but don't compromise the things that will make you miserable. Don't compromise your happiness at the end of the day. If it doesn't work for me, if it's a no-no, one of those things that, ah, uh-uh, this, I won't compromise, not at all, then I, I, unfortunately I would, I would have to, to say goodbye to the relationship. But if it's something that I can compromise on, then I will do that. Uh, no, you, you know, I, I think we're saying the same thing, but you're sounding nicer. <laughs> because most of these things, let's be honest, if you say if you don't like a particular sexual act, there's no meandering. It's either you like it or you don't. Unless you don't know it, then you are willing have, to explore. The, the other thing, Patricia, would be, have you tried it before and you have experienced it and you know that you don't like it because of one, two, three. Well, Coco, other things you don't need to experience to know that I'm not doing that. <laughs> I know, right? But, but, but there are certain things where, uh, you know what, uh, you, you, you come to that decision that uh, I can compromise on this, but I cannot compromise yeah, on that. Yeah. I will give you an example. Uh, I, I've had people close to me uh whom their partners uh, out of the blue after being together for three years are like, uh, I would like to try anal sex. And now they are in marriage. The other partner feels, uh, no, I'm not comfortable with it. I feel this is just too much pressure. And there was sex starvation, the absence of sex. And they tried it. Uh, they felt it worked for them after that. Like, oh, okay, it actually didn't hurt. Uh, they tried that but again I'm saying if it's something that you know, you don't want to compromise on stick to your values let's go to some of the A-teamers voice notes good evening SAFM and uh, listeners I don't know if you can help me you know I like sucking the clitoris I don't know whether it's unhealthy or what but I like it so much I don't know why and I'm addicted to it 
please help me. Is it any healthy? Thank you so much, Anonymous. I just want to find out what happens when, for instance, all of a sudden your partner takes all the work and does all the work in the bedroom. For instance, I'm a work from home father, but the next thing is that my wife, when she comes home, she does all the marking in the bedroom because she's a teacher. Oh, okay. So you didn't finish off your message, but I'm supposing or assuming that when she's in the bedroom doing her marking of the question papers, that means no nookie for you. But mm. please continue with that voice note because it's off. And uh, yeah, uh, but let's go to the clitoris sucking uh, issue. He's asking anonymous: Is it unhealthy? He needs help. I mean, if he's addicted to 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 caressing the clitoris and the partner. Uh, loves it, I don't see what the problem is there. <laughs> if, <it's>, uh, <laughs> if they're both into it and the partner loves it and says, hey, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Oh my the problem would be when the partner is like, hey, don't touch my kids. Uh, please don't go there. And you feel restricted because you you get stimulated and turned on when you actually caress the uh, the clitoris. Then have that conversation with your partner, and perhaps the partner would say, uh, "This is how much you can rub it. Don't just uh, like be fighting now. Gotta go the boxing ring, you know." And I think that the second uh, the second. Uh, person was is trying or I, I will try to conclude what they're trying to say they they're saying the wife is bringing work in the bedroom there must just be some boundaries hey they certain things shouldn't be in the bedroom if uh but what want. if the house is not big enough he says he works from home and maybe he's got the office or the the lounge so mm. what if the house is not big enough maybe talk about time frames to say if you're time marking frame. mark for an hour baby after an hour pay lang nag you know schedule oh the time goodness. schedule the, the time to have intimacy don't uh mark the papers until you are so exhausted that you even fall asleep on the chair or on the table <laughs> that the time you go to bed you want nothing else to to do with anything schedule the time Sexual expectations in a relationship is what we are discussing with Coach Matawe Matsuapula. Call in 011-714-2006. Let's go to a break. After that, we are going to go to some of your messages on WhatsApp. Tweet at SFM Radio and at Patricia M. Dooley. So let's go to some of the messages here. Oh, in fact, there's a caller, Atima Bulelwa. Good evening. Yes, uh, I just want to find out something. If your you, you, your husband is in a diabetic hypertension, being on treatment for very long, and you know constantly having body aches, body pains, hip pains when it comes to sex, can he get his back on you? Or I don't know. Is there any chance or any way or any method that uh, I can use? Because constantly having ex- you know, excuse me, my body is aching, I'm not feeling well. Um, you know, I just took my tablet 
Yeah, Bulelo, I want to ask you a question here. So your your husband is on chronic medication. Um, Have you guys also consulted with the physicians around his um, sexual well-being? Does he get erections? Yeah, it gets erections, yes. It gets erections, but uh, since it's not very strong, I know that one, I'm very much informed about it, you know. Being in denial, it doesn't want to go to men clinic or anything, and I'm trying to handle it on uh-huh. my side, you know. So but it- it, it sounds no. like there's a, there's a psychological <laughs> issue here, but let me let uh, Coach Matawe come in. It sounds that because his erection is not that strong, he might be seeking um, some sort of, you know, run away or hide away and telling you yeah. about body aches. He needs help. He needs support yeah. and he needs your patience. Um, listen yeah. up to Coach Matawe. Coach? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh I, I, when you asked the question, I think the lady uh, said uh, they, they've seen a specialist. Have they been to a men's clinic? No, she did say right. that he no, doesn't want to go. He, he doesn't want to go to a men's clinic. Uh, once, once, I think three, four years back, I got him when he got an injection that helped, I think, for three weeks. And then after that, I just went to, it just went there again. But now, if, I think three, four months from now, I can see he's running away, literally running away. Literally, uh, literally, turning on his back, turning on his stomach. Uh, As I understand, you understand, he's got diabetes and all that. Last of last week, he just told me he can't feel anything, but uh, I don't know. I mean, if if, if he, he runs away, it's a problem when... Uh, the, the good thing is that you've both identified what the problem is. And if he's running away from dealing with this issue, he's actually making it difficult because he's not willing uh, to even putting the work show that that parts of of, of, of of your sexual life is sorted. And uh, unfortunately, you can't force him to actually mm. go and assist himself in order to get that erection. It looks like mm. he, he might be comfortable with it, but maybe what will have what will help is for you mm. to have that conversation with him to say, "Listen, uh, it's been uh, years. You count the years. If it's months, it's been this and this month, and uh, this the absence of sex is it's not working for me." Put your expectations out there. If he really wants this relationship to work, mm-hmm. he must then make an effort as well to make sure that whatever the problem that he has, and you're very supportive, uh, he goes and sorts it, sorts, sorts, sorts it out. I mean, there's men's clinic. There are different types of medication that uh, people take to, to, to get the erection and, and all of those things. There are different things that he can try out with also a doctor's, um, doctor's orders. But if he's not taking that first step, unfortunately, you're not the one with the erectional problem. He is the one with the erectional problem and he has to be willing to, to make the effort. Yeah, if I can hear you saying it's not willing, yeah, no, it's totally not willing. No, 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 Bulelwa, you know, to a certain degree, I think there's a bit of harshness in in how you're putting it. And you too, Coach, we can't Mm. be harsh. If you are faced with a chronic disease that has changed elements in your body, it's not that you're not willing, but you're dealing with something that has changed your life. And what, yes, it's correct what Coach is saying, but we, we shouldn't say he's not willing. He has not started dealing. So maybe 
before we even push him to saying, well, the sex is not, you know, I'm sexless now. We're not enjoying ourselves. Let's get him some psychological help because he Um, is dealing with him. And if you are a loving partner, you're a loving wife, you and you understand why he's where he is. It's not because he's cheating. It's because he's got chronic conditions that have caused this element and he's embarrassed and ashamed. He needs to deal. Yes, yes, so yes, in order for him yes. to heal. So maybe the first step, in my opinion, humbly so, is that give this man the support he needs and then allow this man to understand how you feel. But don't let mm. your needs overcome what he's going through. Imagine if you were in that position. Would and you they want can him? also go to therapy together, Patricia. Exactly. So that's a psychological I'm help. I'm prepared for it. Yes, yes, yes. He yeah. knows that. I'm very prepared. Yeah. And I'm, but know, I'm also... He's just running away. I don't know. Bulelo, there's a way. Coach Matawi was talking that there's a way that we communicate with our partners, you know. So find that Mm. sweet spot. Perhaps you start the coaching or counseling first. And then he sees a change and a difference in you. And then he will be enticed to follow you. As opposed to poking him when he's, Mm. you know, you in bed and you're already feeling hot and bothered and you poke the poor guy. Mm. Hey, Baba, wake up. I want to have sex now. Don't do that. Yes, I'm doing it. I'm doing it The other thing that might work, the other thing that might work, Patricia, would be uh, when he's erected. Perhaps you should work around his schedule now that you know that he's got this chronic uh, illness. When he's Mm. erect. Uh, jump to the opportunity. Perhaps uh, being ready all the time for such occasions might help. You, you you just look at the pattern. Perhaps first thing in the morning, in the eight hours, he's erect. You can have your morning glories then. Uh, yeah, but also check that out. Mm, I am doing that. I've tried all the planes that I can. But I'll take you out. Go and try again. But... Uh. Don't give up. This guy, really. I did give up on him. No. Don't, Bulelo, please take my advice. You get the counseling. Because I I can hear from the words we are using that uh, our sister is edgy. Get the counseling. You you get a coach or a counselor to speak to you about your needs and expectations and then how to handle the situation. Okay. Yeah. All right, then. Thank you very Thank much, Bulelo. Good luck. Thank and I'm looking forward to hearing if, you know, there's uh, there's there's assistance. But uh, Ben is telling me that he's, he's going to take your number and there is a um, doctor who's going to be able to help you that usually comes on. I think he's on tomorrow, <laughs> Thursday. But Ben will connect okay. you with him. Okay. All right. All right. Um, Coach Matawa, here's an anonymous WhatsApp who says, my wife is menopausal and she seems to have lost interest in sex, even though she sometimes orgasms in complete silence as opposed to before. She avoids all talk of it. Does menopause do this? <laughs> well, there are those sexless uh, purists uh, that tend to emerge. Uh, we, we, we spoke about them when we started uh, with the show, and menopause is, is one of them. And again, I've got to say, I know it's, it's, it's a thing that uh, when you are having sex, uh, you, one must, uh, must orgasm, you must come, and all of those things. But sometimes it's not about that. Uh, and they don't necessarily have to make noise. Remember, we evolve, we grow, and we change. The noises <laughs> and the screaming I was making when 
when we first met might not be applying when we now 30 years into the marriage but that would not mean uh they are no longer feeling you the way they were feeling you feeling you i just think uh you need to be more understanding uh, with the period that your wife is experiencing currently because she's also trying to understand what she's going through with her body right now. Mm, mm. Let's take a break. We'll be back. Speaking sexual expectations in a relationship with Coach Matawe. With Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. We are having a conversation that is not suitable for anyone under the age of 18. And we are talking about sexual expectations in a relationship. And uh, A-teamers, it's uh, lovely to hear from you. But th- there's one thing I think we need to get clear. Coach Matawa is not a doctor. I'm seeing some WhatsApps here asking medical things. Please, let's not put her in the spot. She is a coach, a relationship and life coach. And she can't answer, you know, some of these technical things you're asking. Coach, can you answer some of these things? What are the questions? Yeah, if they yeah, are yeah. medical related, they are medical. Let's leave them. They, they are medical. Need, they will need to to consult a, a medical practitioner. But this one has something to do with life. Okay, this one is a life one, and uh, they want to be anonymous. Uh, they are asking. I get a problem with putting on a condom. The moment I put it on, I lose the erection. Without a condom, all systems are very perfect. Uh, Is this a common condition and is there a way to overcome this problem? Uh, It sounds to me like it it, it might be something that is in in their mind as well, that their mind might be playing all sorts of uh, games uh, in a way that... uh, they might feel it's better with or it's better without uh, wearing a condom than it is when wearing a condom. Because the risk here is that uh, you don't you don't want to put your, your, your partner in any health risks or vice versa, you know. Uh, and if you are at a stage where together with your partner you've you've agreed that we we will no longer be using a condom and you've done all the tests. You know that you are in the green, you are fine, there won't be any sexual transmitted disease and you are not having other people that you are having uh, sex with and you are protecting your partner in many ways. If you agree, that you can do it without i don't see what the issue is remember if both of you are for it then it it then works for you but again uh if you don't agree for you guys to do that you might need to to go deeper into why what makes you not get uh an erection when you are wearing uh, a condom perhaps it's not the the right size you might find that you are wearing a smaller size that is squeezing <laughs> your package in the or it's a bigger size who knows mm. all right and this one how important is it to have an open relationship or marriage and i mean can adding other partners for a three or foursome be helpful for sexual revival those are some of the sexual expectations and if those are some fantasies that you have as an individual it's always good to put them on the table 
for you to discuss with your partner and say, hey, you know, I get more aroused if we can even get the second and third person and and do this and that. But put it on the table. If your partner is okay with it, then that's fine. But if they're not okay with it, unfortunately, in that particular relationship, the, the three sums and the four sums won't happen. It might not be the relationship you want to be in. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Are we putting too much emphasis on sex in relationships? Because there's a lot of relationships that have uh, ended because of not having expectations met sexually. It's not too much emphasis on it, but the truth is that research shows that uh, most of, of the divorces that we currently have in the country, lack of sex and lack of communication is among the top seven reasons why couples separate. It's one of the reasons. So, yeah. It's infidelity, finances, religious and, and culture, abuse is some of them, but also sex and lack of communication rank high when it comes to uh, the breakups. So there is a bit of emphasis there on sex. Uh, it seems we need to get our heads straight. Can we just go with the flow then? I mean, can we just meet and have sex and stop when we don't feel like it and have it again? Is going with the flow advisable? Uh, It is, and it depends. If you're going to go with the flow, don't be silent in that flow. At least direct your partner or participate so that at the end you are sexually uh, satisfied. And when you go with the flow and something during that flow or during the boning uh, puzzles you, after the action... Please sit down with your partner and express uh, what you're comfortable with and what you're not comfortable with. And if you are shy, you don't know how to start the conversation of what you want from sex. Perhaps uh, dropping uh, that uh, message while your partner is working or doing the dishes in a way that you would like to be handled and touched might just do the trick. There are many ways to skin a cat, but this yeah. one seems like a cat that needs two people. Uh, thank you very much, Coach Matawe. It's been such a great time having you. Uh, A-teamers are begging for your numbers here. Uh, to get a hold of me, my number is 072-100-8930. I'm also on a hello at soaringeaglecreations.co.za and on all social media pages. Yeah, So people can call you in for some live coaching sessions and those will include enhancing these sexual expectations. Yes, I'm a professional qualified coach. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you very much, Coach Matawe. Uh, Looking forward to another session with you in the near future. Thank you so much, Patricia. Always great having a conversation with you. A-teamers, we are officially at the end of the show and uh, it's it's been awesome. It's really been awesome. I'm hoping that everyone who has been experiencing some challenges in their relationships will find it in their hearts to be kind to their partners, but also be kind to themselves and also to ensure that 
we communicate. Communication is very, very critical in any relationship. And um, I don't know, in order of importance, should sex be at the top? Well, if it were for me, I'd say companionship and uh, a union that is grounded on something. So there needs to be a foundation. And if sex is the foundation of your relationship, it's going to be difficult. So that's just my two cents worth. We'll be back again at 10 o'clock and um, 10 o'clock Wednesday edition of the Late Night Conversation at 3 a.m. Make sure you tuned in to the beautiful Asanda Berger, who's going to be joining you for Sound Awake. From us, may goodness and grace lead you to the great high.